Pastor Brooks, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Pastor Brooks, when did your mission begin to end street violence in South Chicago? What sparked your motivation to do so? Well, one of the things that sparked my motivation is in 2011, a young man by the name of Carlton Archer, who was a member of our church, uh, was shot and killed in the back of his home. And his uh, parents uh, were members of our church as well. And we tried to have the funeral at the church. And uh, unfortunately, while the kids were coming into the neighborhood from his neighborhood, which is a different neighborhood, uh, gunfire broke out. And I realized that I've been in this neighborhood and, and, and I need to deal uh, more with the violence that's going on in the neighborhood because these type of things just should never happen. Why do you think Chicago has been the scene of such consistent street violence? Well, I think um, the fact that there are so many gangs that's represented in Chicago, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons. Uh, secondly, uh, in some of these uh, more impoverished areas and more impoverished communities like the one that we're in, you have a lack of, a lack of jobs. You have a lack of the educational level uh, for some young African-American males is very low. Uh, so the educational system is not uh, adequate enough. Uh, and then you add to it the, the drugs that are in the neighborhood, and it's always a powder keg ready to explode. And how are you involved in making changes in lives and circumstances? You know, I understand you have, a, you know, different projects in the works. Yeah, well, first of all, we try everything we can with our church to minister to as many people as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And we started a, a not-for-profit called Project HOOD. HOOD stands for Helping Others Obtain Destiny. Our focus is on poverty and violence. And we decided to have a lot of outreach programs uh, to facilitate uh, transformation. So we have culinary arts. We have uh carpentry class. We have an electrician class. We do a lot of mentoring. Uh, We even have 10 people on our staff who work in violence prevention. Their only job is to go out into the neighborhood and to make sure uh, that we stop retaliation, make sure that we do intervention, and also to recruit for our programs. And personally, what drives you to stay so involved in outreaches? Well, I I tell everyone that, first of all, I'm called to it. Uh, It's not a work that everyone can do. Uh, You really have to feel called to it. And I believe that God has put me on the south side of Chicago to do what he's purposed for me to do. And so that, along with uh, having a passion to see people transform their lives and see families stay together and be together, uh, are the things that drive me. And at the end of the day, when it's all over, uh, I definitely want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. And tell us about other different projects that you have uh, in the works uh, that are also changing lives for folks down in, in your neighborhood in South Chicago. Absolutely. Well, the biggest thing is we're starting a capital campaign. We're building a community center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people that the community center is kind of like a YMCA a trade school on steroids meshed together. Uh, it's, a, it's a center that's going to be focused on transformation. It's a center that's going to help individuals to uh, be more accountable and take self-responsibility for their lives and get back on track. So that's the biggest thing that we're working on. But every single Saturday, uh, we're feeding uh, 2,500 families by boxes of food. Um, we, we've been doing that during the pandemic, um, and we continue to do it, and we're going to continue to help um, because it's such a need. Now, in addition to outreaches, you have a reputation for personally counseling people who want to change. Uh, tell us why you do that. What's in your heart, Pastor? Well, I think, um, first of all, a, a lot of people need affirmation 
all people need affirmation, attention, and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And and so I believe that even the roughest, toughest guys in our neighborhood, if we can affirm them uh, and and let them know that they're accepted and, and approved, uh, then we can help to change their lives. So I really work hard to make sure um, that I give them the counseling that they need. A lot of these guys are fatherless. Um, they grew up in single-parent households, and so sometimes they need a male figure in their lives um, that believes that success is possible and believes that they can transform. And so those are the things that drive me to really try to help as many young brothers as I possibly can. And as far as Project Hood, um, where are you at with uh, with that project and, and, and when you expect the project to be completed and start fully serving the community, you know, the, the way that you want to? Absolutely. Well, we're working every we're working really hard every single day. Uh, our building permits are into the city, so hopefully we'll get those approved, and I'm sure we will. And then we're going to continue to fundraise. Uh, so our building the building costs about twenty five million dollars, and as you know, uh, in being in an environment like ours, that's a lot of money. Um, but we've had some great donors and great people from around the country who have been assisting us. Some of their K Love listeners have been a blessing to our church and our ministry, and so we're going to continue to fundraise until we can fin- um, break ground and, and build the building that needs to be built. So out of that $25 million, we're we've raised about $5 million and we have about $20 million to go, and hopefully we can get some new market tax credits and, and uh, move this thing along. So what's your hope for your outreach efforts? What do you want to see happen? Yeah, well, we want to see it expand. We want to do more work. Um, The harvest is right and the laborers are few. So we want to make sure that we reach as far as we can and get as many people as we possibly can because we believe that that's the only way we're going to transform this neighborhood. If we don't take uh, our hand, our feet, our our voice and use it on the behalf of Christ in our community, uh, it's going to continue to to divulge into the type of sin that we see every single day. So it's very, very important um, that we expand, that we continue to work, and we get as many people as we possibly can totally involved in what we do. Okay. And as far as your counseling efforts, uh, tell us a little bit more about who you're seeing. Who is it that, that comes to you or that you reach out to uh, that, you know, you're trying to change or trying to help them change their lives? Absolutely. Well, we minister to a lot of the guys who are in gangs and coming out of prison. Um, we just had a story, a major story that was done. It was called The Pastor and the Gangsters. It's about these two twins mm-hmm. um, who were uh, probably the biggest drug dealers in our community. And they went to federal prison when they got out. Uh, I made sure that I met with them. I made sure that I gave them an opportunity to be mentored. And thankfully, um, they accepted. And so one of the brothers is uh, a strong worker in our on our staff. Uh, he's, he's doing everything that he can to possibly help other young men. So those are the individuals that I'm really interested in trying to reach, those who who need another chance, who, who, who messed up, missed the mark, and they need somebody to believe in them. That's exactly the individuals that I, I reach out to. And by the way, I did see the video, and they are setting an example on what they're yes. doing today as opposed to what they were doing before, correct? Absolutely. They're setting a good example, and they're, they're their best example. And a lot of times in our neighborhood, 
um, it's hard to be what you can't see. And so when you have individuals who have gone to prison, come out and transform their lives, and these young boys are able to see these men uh, working and doing something positive in the community, it is always a blessing, and it always helps helps to make the message that we are trying to convey a little easier to be received. And so their example is, is tremendous. Tell us more about that result. What does that look like? So the result uh, that we look for is about transformation. We want these young men to be good fathers. We want them to be good husbands. We want them to be uh, productive in the community. We want them to take self-responsibility and be accountable for their actions. Uh, We're trying to move them from a dependency uh, point of view and a victim point of view to more of a victor and those who uh, take responsibility and, and, and do the best that they possibly can for their families. Those are the type of results that we are looking for and that we get uh, with the men that we serve and that the women that we serve, we see lives changed every single day. And you haven't spoken about the twins. Uh, you can see that change. Oh, yeah. I wish people could meet the twins. I wish everybody could meet the twins. And they would be so impressed by, first of all, their genuineness uh, and also the fact that they're able to really be transparent with the type of life that they lived and now the transformation that is taking place and how that was accomplished. And so um, they're tremendous guys. Uh, I'm very thankful to have them on our team, and I'm very thankful uh, that God has really radically changed their life. Fantastic. And Pastor, what about spiritually for you and for those you serve in the community? Talk to us about that. Well, it's really important that our church be in the forefront of everything that we do. So even though we do a lot of outreach, we communicate the gospel as much as possible because at the end of the day, uh, government can't change hearts. Money can't change hearts. Programs can't change hearts. The thing that really changes the heart is the gospel and Jesus Christ. And so we want to make sure that in the midst of all the stuff that we do, um, that Jesus is at the forefront, that our church is leading the way, and that we're trying to make sure that spiritually uh, people get what they need because we really do believe what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose his soul. So we want to make sure that people are spiritually equipped. What about for you personally? What's this experience been like for you? You know, it's been the most trying experience that I've ever been a part of. Uh, it stretches you. It's a roller. I told. I, I tell people it's a roller coaster ride. You, you know, when you live in a neighborhood like this, and when you're trying to minister to individuals who are on the fringes, it's always an up and down. Sometimes you're up and you're celebrating because something great happened. Somebody graduated that wasn't supposed to graduate, or somebody got a job that wasn't supposed to get a job according to what people think. And so you go up and you you're really excited, but then one one moment later, you're coming down because somebody got shot or somebody was a victim to a serious crime. And, and so the life in the neighborhood is always a roller coaster. So you definitely need people constantly uh, bombarding heaven with prayers on your behalf. And I thank God that uh, people from around the country have been praying, not just for me, um, but for our ministry. And it is so needed because we would not be able to make it uh, in this day and time, in this neighborhood, uh, the way that it is amongst so much dark without prayer. And it sounds like there's lots of hope. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, hope is hope is what drives us, right? We we want to believe that things can get better, and I know a lot of people think, well, it's not going to get any better. Things are going to continue to get worse. We don't believe that. We believe that if we share the gospel, we believe if we take love, that we can take back our neighborhood uh, from the forces of evil. That we can push back the darkness. We really do believe that uh, with the gospel and with the church, that the local church is the hope of the world, and that we can make things different. I believe that with all my heart. And Pastor Brooks, before we conclude, any final thoughts you'd like to share about your experience? Uh, perhaps words of encouragement uh, for those struggling in, in Chicago and, and places, you know, that are underserved. Yeah, I just want to share that, you know, Sometimes it looks really bad. Sometimes it looks horrible, and you feel like you want to give up. You will feel like you want to throw in the towel. But we serve such an awesome and a wonderful God that if you just stick in there and stay with it, he'll strengthen you. He'll comfort you. And I, I have learned he'll send people to your aid. He'll send the resources that you need to do everything possible to get the job done. So I want to encourage those who are really working hard at trying to keep their families together, really working hard at trying to keep their lives together. I want to encourage you and let you know that you're going to make it. Uh, God is going to give you uh, the comfort, the strength, the peace, and the people uh, to assist you. And, and there are people who want you to make it. So hold on and, and, and everything is going to be all right. Great. Pastor Brooks, thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you. and God bless you.